You're listening to The Angry Mason, building a hot shit podcast brick by brick. I'm your hot shit host, Angry Mason Ryan, and here's my podcast partner, Angry Mason Dan. Well, Ryan, this is it, our first clip show. Yeah, I mean, all the uh, the great shows do it and figure it out, figure, you know, why not us too? <laughs> well, wait, I don't like how that sounds. But yeah, I guess you're right, they do. So if we're going to be one of those great shows, we're going to put our, together our own greatest hits. But Ryan, there's so many from the last 11 episodes. Where do we begin? We begin at the beginning. Ryan, where did that angry Mason's name come from? Well, Dan, that's a story for another time. Hmm. Well, disclaimer, we aren't actually Masons. We don't actually work with cinder blocks and mortar. I don't fuck with no bricks. <laughs> no, no, you don't. No, you don't. So people are wildly wondering who we are. Uh, I would like to say that I've known you, buddy, for almost 30 years now. Ronald Reagan was in office when we met. <laughs> that makes us old Super, super old. We grew up in Jupiter, Florida, and uh, we had a good group of friends there, all buddies uh, through high school and stuff. We had a little gaming group we like to get together. Gaming group? You make it sound like we were on the French Riviera playing Baccarat. Motherfucker, we, no. were, we were adolescent kids sitting in like someone's mom's house playing Dungeons and Dragons till like five in the morning. Gaming no, you see... You see, it's shit like that that made made sure we didn't get late in high school. See, you didn't have to bring up things like that. You just yeah, say as a gaming group, it sounds a lot cooler. We were some no pussy getting motherfuckers. Yeah, 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 pretty much. So, well, anyway, as far as I'm concerned, after high school, I spent 15 years in the restaurant business, which is soul crushing. Don't do that, children. Uh, and then 10 years in the theater business, running movie theaters. Uh, you know, which I continue to do today. And uh, some things I love, movies, video games, uh, still love 90s grunge bands like Pearl Jam, uh, and I love my cats. <laughs> you have a box of shit in your house. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they do. Uh, well, what about you, Ryan? Uh, what have you been up to? You know what I do, Dan? I mind my own fucking business. That's what the fuck I do. Oh, it's, yeah. it's hurtful. It's hurtful. It is. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, okay, I'll, I'll throw out one little tidbit about my background. I served in the United States Navy, and uh, I received an honorable discharge. And that may or may not be foreshadowing, you know, like a literary device that... Uh, oh, that's very mysterious. To come. Yeah, we'll have to see where that path leads us. Yes. Yes, we will. So, <laughs> Angry Masons, what are, what are we going to talk about? What is it we're going to cover? Uh, any ideas of some things we're going to talk about in the future? Bruh, we're going to talk about TV. We're going to talk about music, movies uh role-playing yeah because one of us is still a no all right we already admitted it we play dungeons and dragons we did it for many many years so let's yeah. get over it it's okay it's all right yeah. geek culture is is in now isn't it so role-playing yeah. isn't taboo like it was when that, we were kids that's when you get beat up on the bus when you tell everyone you're playing D D after that's school. awesome that uh chicks are really getting into it while i'm in my mid-40s that's ah yeah we kind of missed great. the boat i think we were just trendsetters is that what they call it yeah, that's what I'm going to call it. Let's go with it. All right. And you know what? We'll talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about because it's our podcast. You yeah, there's no rules. It. No rules. No rules. Absolutely not. I'm not wearing so, shorts or pants. Oh, 
Maybe yeah. that should be a rule. It's just that's a visual I don't. You're not my supervisor. <laughs> Man, we teased that origin story for a long time, Ryan. So long, so teasy. I know there were a lot of hard nipples by the time we unveiled it to the world. Oh, Dan, they'll be gross. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> we said, uh, you know, the origin story was for another time. And turns out another time was episode 10. And now, due to unpopular demand, the origin story of the Angry Masons. So there I was, the whole crew, Dan, Ryan, Sammy from Miami, and Johnny fucking One Nut. We're at Publix to get some snacks for a D&D session, like Daz Root Beer and No Pretzels. You know, to put this in perspective to the listeners, this was back in the early 90s. Uh, to give you a good idea, it's when um, uh, Nirvana put out uh, Nevermind and Smells Like Teen Spirit video. We had just watched it before we headed over there. And uh, we were all heading into Publix and, you know, Sammy from Miami was with us. He had some sticky fingers. Yeah, we couldn't take that dude anywhere. No. So we're just like in Publix, minding our own business. And the manager was like, hey, you kids! I just kind of looked over at Johnny and I was like, who the fuck is he calling kids? And he shrugged and I was like, oh, that's us. Yeah, I immediately thought that uh, old Sammy from Miami got caught shoplifting something again. Yeah, me too. I did too. <laughs> so I looked at Dan. We kind of fucking like looked at each other, both nodded mm. and fucking took off. Yeah, we ran. Yeah, and I saw you two run at the same time Johnny One Nut did. And I knew I wasn't going to outrun Johnny, so I just pushed that dude into some <laughs> shelves and ran, too. You know, that was fucking cold-blooded, man. Yeah, Fucked re- up a whole display of uh, soup cans. In retrospect, it was uh, not my best moment. Hey, you know what? When the adrenaline hits and it's like fight or flight, shit happens, man. I don't blame you. It's okay. Dude, so we're like out there running. The manager catches up with us in the parking lot, fucking surrounded by fucking bag boys and shit. And the guy's like screaming us, screaming at us about fucking throwing bicks through windows. Like, that doesn't even make sense. But yeah. even worse, it he fucking grabs Johnny by the scruff of his shirt and just fucking grabs him, starts shaking him. Oh fuck! I see a sparkling brick hit the manager right in the face. I look around to see where it comes from, <laughs> and I'm like, "What the fuck? Is that a flying horse or like a gay robot or a unicorn or something crawling from the sky?" We're still hazy on that. It looked like a cross between a unicorn and a Pegasus and a robot. That's not the weird thing. The weird thing was the horn sticking out of its head. It's not like a traditional unicorn horn. It was like rounded at the tip and then gradually became thicker until it like flared at the base and then suddenly tapered. And you know what? It actually looked like a long butt plug. Yeah, you know, and it was all like moist and slick and stuff. It was kind of gross. Ew. Oh, and then and then it spoke to us. It was all like, "Oh, hey y'all, how you muscly young men's doing?" And I'm just like, "What the fuck? Did you just you just hit him in the face with a fucking brick?" I thought we were tripping on acid, and it was like, mm, "You young men should stay away from drugs until you get to college." And I'm a unicorn. A unicorn? No, a unicorn. You silly mongooses. 
A unicorn is legally distinct from a unicorn and therefore trademarkable. And that might be significant later. And yeah, the manager got a brick of truth to his face. Yeah, well, that manager didn't take kindly to that because that's when all the fucking bad boys started attacking us. It was a real rumble. Oh my God, it was like right out of West Side Story. First we started dancing at each other and then someone pulled a knife and then things got a little hazy. I think I think I actually suplexed a bag boy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I heard you break his spine. How about the sound of Johnny losing his one nut like a grape being popped? Oh, that was a, a sound I'll never forget. It was the manager. He cried out, I am Cooksy and I will not be thwarted like this. And then he just <laughs> smashed... Johnny one nut in his one remaining nut so hard that he died of severe nut trauma. I don't know why you're laughing. We went to his funeral. His nut funeral. His no nut funeral. <laughs> People were tossing planters into the, the grave. It's what he would have wanted. He, he told us all the time, I just really want two nuts again. And well, in the end, he had all the nuts he could handle. <laughs> oh, damn. Just like saving from Do you know they have prosthetic <laughs> yeah. nuts? Um... Are we veering off track? I no, mean, they're called, what are they called? A nudical or something? If only they had nut technology back then, you know. We oh, they, I could have helped Johnny, them out. I mean, hell, we could have rebuilt Johnny One Nut bigger, stronger, and faster. But <laughs> back in the early 90s, that kind of technology just didn't exist. He no, died I mean, of blunt force nut trauma. Who knows? Cooksey might have squeezed the fake nut and we'd still have Johnny One Nut with us today. There was a lot of carnage there, Ryan. A lot of dead bodies. A lot of suffering. A lot of pain. But eventually it was just... Us and that unicorn left. Yes, and the unicorn looked at us and said, 27 years from now, you all are going to do a podcast. I was like, what the fuck's a podcast? He's like, shut up, you little bitch. You're going to do a podcast, (laughs) and you're going to put bricks of truth into people's faces, whether they like it or not. And I'm like, well, it sounds like a lot of them aren't going to like it. We only have like 12 (laughs) listeners. You shut up. You just keep doing it. Yeah, you know, and it was a strangely specific prediction, too. Eerily so, but I mean... Honestly, I don't want to see that unicorn again. So No. That's why we do what we do. That's why we bring you that truth. And that is a brick of truth to your face. Mason. Courtesy Mason. of the angry Masons. Masons. Man, I hope it wasn't a rainbow brick in their face. Oh, you mean to Cooksey? Uh, yeah, mm. yeah. You know, that guy, he needed reconstructive surgery on his face. But that was before the brick, so... Er. Yeah, then it just had glitter all over it, and then was the suplex. So that poor man, I think he's still in a wheelchair. Uh, he's still haunting us somewhere. He's out there watching us mm. with his eyes. <laughs> you know, it's funny, Ryan, but uh, as I pointed out in our last episode... Not everybody believed the origin story. What? Gasp? Swoon? I know. It's amazing. But you know, there is one segment everyone's always on board for. Wacky news. Ryan, our first story sounds really painful for some lady out there. Uh, apparently, a woman is suing her ex-boyfriend after his, quote, abnormally long penis stretched her vagina. Oh, wait, you can sue on those grounds? Uh, 
apparently she was in a relationship with, uh, she's 29 years old and was in a relationship with this 37-year-old guy. Uh, and they were in a relationship for a while, apparently while he was married, unfortunately. Uh, and then she broke it off with him because he was causing her vagina uh, to be loose. <laughs> how, how how loose is too loose? Now, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it, I, I've had a touch and go relationship with vaginas in general, but um, yeah. I mean, do you just start queefing when you walk? Is that is that the the tipping point? Well, uh, she alleges that her private parts were quote tight uh, before she met her ex back in 2016. Uh, but she re- ended the relationship in May this year uh, because uh, he was just too much man for her. And unfortunately, the article doesn't say exactly how large his penis is. Uh, but the damage is so bad, she's going to have reconstructive surgery to uh, tighten things up down there. And she's suing him for the bill, which is uh, 8,000 pounds, which to me, uh, I, I don't know what that translates to, Ryan. It's probably like $15,000, something like that. Oh, geez. Okay. You know, if she wasn't so lazy, she she could just do Kegels and keep a man. Yeah, I wow. said it. It's controversial. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a little controversial, Ryan. Well, uh, unfortunately, the damage is done to her, uh, and uh, he, he seems just fine. I don't know. No word if he's back with his wife uh, or if maybe that ended that relationship. But honestly, when your penis is that big, how are you going to lose? You know what? If I was him, I would take that summons notice and print it on a T-shirt and wear it everywhere. <laughs> I got sued because my penis is too big. Yes, I killed a JJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, moving on. Uh, well, Ryan, this last story uh, just might hit home for you. So prepare yourself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, well, Apparently, Starbucks says it is finally going to block customers from watching porn in the store after years of pressure. God damn it. Now when I'm jerking off in Starbucks, it's going to look weird because I'm not looking at porn or something. (laughs) Just jacking it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it was so normal before uh, for you to be watching porn. Well, unfortunately, Ryan, they're uh, they're going to be blocking most content with their Wi-Fi service. So you will no longer be able to watch porn at Starbucks. Apparently, it was a big issue. God damn it. I'll come in with a hustler and jerk off like a pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> like you're old school, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Going green. Bring it back to classics. <laughs> How big of a problem really is this? I mean, have you ever been in a Starbucks and you saw somebody over in the corner uh, watching porn? No, because if I did, I think I'd join them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's not an invitation. What? Yeah, not, not an invitation. <laughs> it's usually a solitary kind of thing, Ryan. You don't just walk up and say, "May I join you?" Oh, I don't ask. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do it. <laughs> Hi, I'm joining you. <laughs> <laughs> Look me in the eye. This is happening. Uh, speaking of the humanity of it all, uh, you better brace yourself for this next story. I'm braced. Uh, a boy, a 13 year old boy in China. Uh, got a char- a phone charger cable stuck in his penis after inserting it into his genitals out of quote curiosity. What uh, apparently? Yeah, actual <laughs> fuck. Really? I mean, I remember being a curious kid, but I never once had the the desire to like, oh, let me jam something up my piss hole. Apparently, uh, he clipped off one end and then uh, inserted, uh, uh, I guess, about six inches of uh, this cord. 
uh, up into a, all the way up into his bladder, where unfortunately it became tangled uh, and he had to have surgery to get it out. So like, what is the future of this world when uh, people are inserting phone charger cables into their penis? Well, you know, with uh, over 1 billion Chinese people, at least a couple of them are bound to be fucked up. And I, think I guess that's right. Like, yeah. yeah, if there's a small percentage of every population that is uh, batshit crazy, uh, you know, and in, and in the U.S., most of them live in, in northern Florida, then there's got to be a part of China where, uh, you know, where everyone's a little crazy, too, and, and sticks uh, large objects up into their penis. Have you ever had anything jammed up your piss hole? Uh, well, actually, I was in a car accident once when I was 17, and I did have to have a catheter. Uh, of all the injuries I, I uh, you know, had during that accident, that was my most painful memory. Yeah, I had a procedure done not too long ago where I had to have some kind of device inserted there. And mm, uh, this was a professional procedure, right? Why? Why do you even ask that? Okay, uh, no, never I'm, mind. I'm I, sorry. I know why you asked that. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, I paid the modest money to do this to okay. me. Okay, oh, okay. and um, yeah, when I was done, they just kind of left me naked, covered in my own piss. Just walked out of the room. I felt so cheap and used. I'm like, just did this to get my money. Mm, sounds like maybe a flashback from your Navy days. No, just no. Mm. So, uh, yeah, uh, needless to say, uh, this 13-year-old boy, he's fine now. A little bit of surgery. Uh, they've removed it, and he just has to live with that for the rest of his life. So Yeah, until he gets and, like some counseling, so he will never be fine. Yeah, I don't know what kind of counseling you're going to get in China. Uh, do you think they'll label him a national embarrassment and like send him to a work camp or something like that? Uh, I have no idea. No comment. Mm. Yeah. Moving on. So uh, police in South Carolina say a naked woman tried to bite off a man's genitals and then rushed on all fours at responding officers who shocked her with a stun gun. I'm sorry. What was that again? <laughs> <laughs> well, the reports say that a man called police for help, uh, telling them that a woman tried to bite off his penis during sex with him and another man. Uh, it turns out officers arrived. The woman was still on the ground in blood on all fours. And when they arrived and tried to subdue her, she charged them on all fours. Turned out she was high on heroin and meth. <laughs> I heard that's how blue she went out. Not the dick biting oh. thing, but the the heroin and meth. But goddamn, that's see that's what happens when you play that Kavanaugh game of uh, Devil's uh, Triangle. Oh, see, Ryan, we already talked about that. No politics. Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, anyway, our final story, Ryan, is probably the most important, uh, and probably uh, the most important one that we've covered our entire time here. At Angry Masons podcast. Oh, really? And it come. Oh, yes, that's right. It comes from the UK Press Association, and uh, apparently, seventy-year-old Derek Mead was killed after leaving his Jack Russell Terrier in a forklift while exiting the vehicle to open a gate. The dog shifted the forklift into drive, and it crushed the poor man against the gate. That's right. His dog murdered him. Ryan was the dog in the will. I mean. This is why you don't you know, teach your dogs to read. Ryan, I've always known it. I've known those dogs were evil and they were out to get you. This is why you should have a cat uh, and not get a dog because that dog is probably looking for a way to murder you. Yeah, and uh, cats will just eat your face if you happen to die and no one else is around. 
Well, I mean, if I'm already dead, I want them to live. So if they have to eat me, uh, then that's fine because I want my cats to continue. Damn, that's fucking strange. But okay, yeah, no, I guess I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, apparently police, uh, the coroner, uh, which was in charge of this case, said the most likely explanation, which I accept, is that the dog that he had in the cab with him on that day inadvertently, I put that in quotations, Ryan, moved the shuttle lever, causing the forward motion, uh, which sadly uh, trapped Mr. Mead against the gate, causing injuries, which he did not survive. Uh, He says, I'm satisfied this death was a very tragic accident. I, sir, say no. It's actually part of a conspiracy about dogs to take over the world. You know, I think I looked at Jack Russell Terrier in the eyes once, and yeah, I saw murder intent. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, That's just a little public service announcement from Angry Masons. Stay away from dogs. They're evil. They'll murder you. Uh, Get a cat. They will love you forever. (laughs) Well, uh, this one comes from Marion County. uh, And uh, a Marion County man has been arrested after several people told deputies they spotted him having sex with a miniature horse. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) See, these are the kind of people that give everyone from Florida a bad name, Ryan. It's why sometimes I hesitate before I tell anyone where I grew up. I mean, let's be honest, about half of the people of Florida give Florida a bad name. But this guy, really? So he just goes up and just bangs a miniature horse? I mean, it makes sense. I mean, the big horses are harder to fuck. First of all, you have to get on a step stool, right? Mm, yeah, and then if yeah. you want to kiss him on the mouth, you have to walk all the way around. And yeah. uh, I mean, sorry, what am this I talking about? This is very about? specific, Ryan. Do you have some sort of experience you want to share with us? or No, let's move on. Oh. I mean, who doesn't love wacky news, right? But uh, not everything we do is exactly gold. Um, we had some mm. segments that... I don't know. Maybe we could have used some more planning on. So uh, let's just move on then and uh, go to our next subject. Karate. Uh, Dan, I believe it's pronounced karate. Do you know anything yeah. about the ancient art of karate? Um, I don't. I do not, actually. I don't fuck with no karate. Ryan, it's time to talk about parkour. Extreme parkour. Parkour. This is parkour. Parkour. Ryan, what do you know about parkour? Man, I don't fucking know parkour. Yeah, you know, it uh, actually looks like really tiring. Like I'd be out of breath really fast. So I don't, I don't really know anything about parkour either. All right, moving on. I've heard that there's this little thing called the World Series going on. Oh, baseball. Yeah, so uh, I don't. I don't even know who's in the World Series right now, Ryan. Do do you? If I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong on this, Uh they're both teams from the major leagues. Yeah. uh, Yeah, that's a a pretty good bet. That is a pretty good bet. But, uh, you know, uh, the problem is baseball is boring as hell. If I I wanted to watch grass grow, I'd, I'd watch golf. Yeah. The only thing I know about baseball is I've hated it since I was in elementary school and they forced me to play it. So, uh. Fuck off, baseball. Yeah, fuck you, baseball. Uh, Let's forget about that and move on to our next subject. We're going to talk about knitting. (laughs) Why did you use that sound for knitting? I mean, I I don't know. I I didn't have anything else on my tray here that that fit. I mean, have you got something better, right? Um, You know, remember our first episode where we talked about we 
weren't going to talk about like quilting. Um, the same as quilting? No, 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 no. Knitting is definitely not the same as quilting, Ryan. Absolutely not. Uh, wait, wait, is it? Is it the same as, as quilting? Or? Uh, you know, you got me there. Someone, sure. uh, maybe one of our listeners get back to us. You know what? This would be a good job for our uh, podcast intern. Intern! 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 Oh, shit. Wait, we, we don't have an intern yet, do we? All right. Well, make a note. Uh, let's get an intern. Uh, one that works for free because I'm broke. Uh, yeah, and one that knows what the fuck quilting and knitting is and the distinction between the two. That's that's true. Let's let's move on. Yeah, we uh we sure do get lazy sometimes. You know, all those subjects who wants to hear about that? It's true. And I know we're lazy, Ryan, but I told you if we just could get an intern, a sexy intern, uh maybe they could handle all these little things for us. Um well, the intern doesn't have to be sexy. We're not doing like a Clinton flashback to the nineties kind of thing. Uh, mm. I smoke my Cuban cigars. So uh, yeah, but if you do want to apply for internship, sexy or no, why don't you just drop us an email at angry masons at catlover.com. Thanks, Sam, because I refuse to say our email address. Thanks. I don't know why. It's freaking genius. Well, uh, so we didn't prepare much for those last segments, Ryan. But you know one thing we never have to prepare for because we love it. That's football. I'm going to go with the upset and take Jaguars over the Chiefs. I predict Andy Reid will drop to his knees when he sees a Jaguars big D. Ryan, you know how I feel about Cincinnati. Yeah, I do. So I'm just going to say it's a war here between the fact that the Bengals love to give away close games and the Dolphins are terrible again. So I think they're going to hit a streak here, a losing streak, unfortunately. I'm going to have to go with the Bengals. I predict the Dolphins will not be immune to the phenomenon of the town of Cincinnati literally sucking away one's will to live. Yeah, that does happen. Uh, I live there and almost didn't make it out. It's true. You see, you bear the scars. I see it. Bears at Dolphins. And what do the Bears have? Oh, I don't know. Some player they stole. I say stole for two first round draft picks from the Oakland Raiders. And I have a feeling he's going to be handing Tannehill his lunch the entire game. I'm going to go with the bears over the dolphins at home. As much as it breaks my heart, I think they beat, they, they beat them by 17 points. I predict that in an alternate universe, the dolphins kept at sea world will play the Miami dolphins in football. The sea world dolphins win 28, seven due to shoddy Miami offensive line play. <laughs> you know what, Ryan? I think that may be the best prediction you've had yet. Thank you. Next up. Bengals at Chiefs. Ah, Cincinnati. Well, I can't help but thinking the Chiefs feel a little cheated after that game with the Patriots. You know, the one where the refs decided the Patriots committed no fouls in the entire game, despite a lot of shots online of them holding downfield. I think the Chiefs are bitter, and they're going to take it out on the Bengals. Bengals are going to drop a couple in a row. Chiefs over Bengals. I predict the Bengals will be startled by a sudden loud noise and then bite the neck of an effeminate German magician. <laughs> Ryan, you uh, you know these are football players, not act actual tigers. That's my prediction. I stand by it. Hmm. 
Packers at Patriots. I think I know who will win, and that's going to be the New England Patriots. But I want the Packers to win so much that I'm going to pick them in hopes that I'm tempting fate. So Aaron Rodgers, don't let me down. Packers win. I predict that Tom Brady will beg Aaron Rodgers for a reach around. What? What's he reaching around like this? Oh, wait. Oh, come on. That's gross. Broncos at Bengals. Ah, the Bengals. You know, the Bengals, not only do they have terrible luck by being in Cincinnati, uh, now Andy Dalton, their quarterback, is out for the year uh, with some sort of terrible thumb injury. So the Broncos are on a little bit of a roll. They just beat the Steelers last week. I'm going to take the Broncos in Cincinnati, defeating the Bengals. I predict that people will Google Andy Dalton and discover that Dalton is actually the Bengali word for tiger's taint. It's kismet. (laughs) I didn't know that, Ryan. That's a very helpful fact. Thank you. You're welcome. But I honestly think the Patriots will probably win. I agree. I predict that Tom Brady will beg Minka Fitzpatrick for the old rookie reach around. (laughs) Oh, Oh, well, that's a Tom Brady kind of thing to do. All right. What else you got for us, Ryan? Those Chargers are looking good. I'm taking Chargers over Steelers and a sentiment favorite. I predict that the Chargers quarterback, P. Rivers, will flush out a victory. The Chargers will celebrate the win by drenching each other with gold-colored champagne in the locker room. Golden showers for everybody. (laughs) That's going to be very popular in the White House. No, no, we're not doing politics, Dan. God, sorry. Did I say that out loud? Uh, It was just a joke. I didn't mean anything about it. You know what? Uh, Let's forget about that and move on to our next subject. Everyone loves football, but uh, sometimes some things just don't make it into the show, Ryan. Yeah, I know. Like uh, my special holiday gift to the ladies. That was supposed to be in episode 11, but someone was like, oh, no, you can't do that. That's a bit of a... <laughs> oh, not this one. Well, hello, Miss Lady. Happy holiday season. I can't help but notice you admiring my mistletoe belt buckle. What? No, no. It's totally not pervy. Unless... You're into pervy. Wink. So tell me, did you make it to Santa's nice list? Or have you been naughty? Oh yeah. Either way, I'm going to make certain that you get something to stuff your stocking. Yeah, that's it. Oh my, there's a present for you under the tree. Hmm. Show me how you unwrap your gift and open your box. Oh yeah, that's nice. How about we lay right down by the fire? Mm-hmm. You hear that crackling? That's the sound of a big log getting hot. <laughs> All right, uh, that's it. That's it. What? I'm cutting what? this right here. Come on, there's could be children listening to this. It's for the holidays, for God's sake. It was just getting good. Damn it. Mm. Hold on. I i got to finish. I'll be right back. Oh, Jesus. You know, you weren't the only one who got a segment cut, Ryan. Maybe if someone didn't insist on a holiday liquor guide. Wait, what? I'm doing it for the people.
As I've said many times, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero since I was a little kid. I had Spider-Man bedsheets, pajamas, toys, you name it. Miles Morales has been around in the comic book since 2011, but I've never warmed up to the character. To me, Spider-Man is Peter Parker and always would be. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse has changed that opinion forever. The film serves as an origin story for Miles. While I won't spoil any plot points for those who are unfamiliar with the story, Suffice to say, no superhero begins their career without sacrifice. Miles is no different, and the film handles his character arc beautifully. We've seen Peter's origin countless times, but Miles' story comes across as fresh and new. The conceit of the film is that an experiment, funded by Kingpin, opens a rift in the space-time continuum, allowing Spider-Man and women and pigs uh, to join together in an Avengers-like team. Each version gets their moment to shine, and I was invested in each of their stories. Enlisting the writing talents of Phil Lord and Chris Miller was the smartest thing Sony Pictures has done for the franchise since hiring Sam Raimi almost 20 years ago. The duo are the hottest comedy writers in Hollywood, and their influence goes a long way to make this film successful. The good choices continue by assigning an excellent voice cast. While Miles is played by a relative unknown in Shamik Moore, Sony also brought in talented actors like Jake Johnson of New Girl fame as Peter Parker, Haley Steinfeld as Spider-Woman, Leave Schreiber as Kingpin, Nicolas Cage as an awesome noir Spider-Man, and John Mulaney as Spider-Ham. Mulaney's Peter Porker, in particular, was one of my favorite parts of the film, and I wouldn't mind seeing him appear again somewhere else. The visual style of the film also goes a long way to separate it from the styles of Pixar and Illumination films that audiences have come to expect. It's full of vibrant colors, the occasional kapow, and even some thought bubbles here and there. While it took me a few minutes to adjust to it, In the end, the film uses this creative style for its benefit. Each version of Spider-Man has their own distinct look and feel, which fits because, after all, they come from different dimensions. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse begins a unique chapter for Sony Animation. Being separate from the MCU allows the film to be as creative and odd as it wants. They use this freedom to great effect, concocting one of the most surprising and entertaining films of the year. Notice I said films of the year and not just animated or superhero films. Miles Morales' big screen debut was a huge success, benefiting from a compelling story and strong performances. His journey from ordinary to extraordinary is one of the best Spider-Man movies ever made. In fact, to me, it comes in just behind Raimi's Spider-Man 2, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. I can't wait to see more adventures from Miles Morales. I give Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 9.5 out of 10. Man, that movie review was timely and poignant. How dare you make me cut it out? Dan, don't you set me off now. Oh, oh, oh. simmer down, big guy. You know, you do put the angry in Angry Masons. You gotta be fucking kidding me. You gotta be fucking kidding me. So what? It only takes transforming pop culture and appearing in cameos of a multi-billion dollar franchise of movies to respect it in your old age? Well, holy tatty bojangles, that ought to be easy enough. So what about these unfortunate souls who haven't steered the course of zeitgeist? Well, fuck them up their wrinkled asses and put them in a nursing home, I guess. Yeah, I get that we live in a disposable society, and unfortunately, that goes for the most vulnerable, the elderly. I know what some of you are thinking right now. Oh, but my grandma smells like Geritalin and sure farts. Grandpa's always offering me those weird black licorice candies. I ain't got time for that. Make time, bitch tits. 
especially, especially if your parents or grandparents are in a nursing home. Do you realize how fucking depressing those places are? Let me paint a picture for you with my words and then stick that picture on the refrigerator of your brain. For 70 to 80 years, you've been doing your thing. You go to work, make your own meals, enjoy your freedoms, engage with your friends and family, and then one day, you aren't. Age sneaks up on you, a little bit every day, and then all at once. One day, you wake up and find that getting out of bed is a painful chore. You find that you have been replaced at your job by someone younger and faster. It almost becomes dangerous for you to cook for yourself for fear of burning down your home. Your freedom is as limited as the channel package on your cable subscription. You have fewer and fewer friends and family because of attrition. And then one day, that dreaded day, you find yourself leaving a hospital room. But instead of going back to your home, where at least you find solace and comfort, you find yourself in an extended care facility, if your family can even afford it. My grandmother lived to be 97. Fortunately, she wasn't placed in a nursing home until she was 96. My uncle, to his credit and at great personal expense, and for which he will have, always have my gratitude, did absolutely everything he could to make her as comfortable as possible in her own home. But there came a time when she needed on-demand attention, and the long-term care facility was his only realistic option in getting her the care she needed. Someone in our family made a point of visiting her every day to try and lift her spirits, but she knew the fact was that she was spending her last days on earth there, as was the case with everyone else at that home. My grandma didn't really bother to make friends there because she was a practical woman and understood the fatalism that permeated the building. She also told me how badly she felt for the other inmates, as she called them, because unlike her, they didn't have any visitors. And if they did, it certainly wasn't often or even on a regular basis. Their lives were dictated to them. They couldn't just leave and go somewhere on their own. They were told when to take their meals. And if they needed assistance going to the bathroom, well, they either had to wait for help or sit in their own filth. Jesus, fuck! Jesus! The only difference between being in the facility and being in jail is that in the facility it was far more likely to break a hip during prison sex. Studies show that people who did not have grandparents are less likely to exist. Do yourself and the people who love you a favor and visit the elderly members of your family with regularity. You'll be surprised how much knowledge they have to share. And even if your parents or grandparents have passed away, maybe volunteer some free time just to go and talk to some of the lonely souls who are otherwise just killing time until time kills them. You might just learn something. And that's a brick of truth to your face, courtesy of the Angry Masons. I put that brick in your face. Now what you gonna do with it? Now what you gonna do with it? Oh, oh yeah, sorry. they just heard that, Ryan. They just sorry, heard my that. bad. You know, Dan, um, we wouldn't be where we are without some of our loyal listeners who are unashamed of their appreciation for us and for that we would like to special send a special thanks to super fan susan super fan jester super fan jay and super fan jake not from state farm also love to give a special shout out to our talented artist and friend of the show olivia you're still amazing it's true 
And, of course, we wouldn't be here without the notorious PDP, the OG. And uh, if uh, if we missed anyone, my apologies. My memory is uh, kind of fakakta. But uh, if we left, if you feel like we left you out, please get back to us at. Well, Ryan, Facebook.com slash Angry Masons. Download episodes on SoundCloud.com slash Angry Masons. Of course, we mentioned earlier in the show, reach us by email at AngryMasons at CatLover.com. Twitter uh, at Angry Masons. And of course, download episodes on Spotify and TuneIn Radio. And eventually iTunes. Eventually. One of these days. Yeah. They're, they're, they apparently have standards on iTunes. Yeah, it's difficult. Well, I know I'm looking forward to 2019 where we, we might someday be on iTunes. Uh, one of these days. Yes, that's true. So we'll see all of you in 2019. Merry Christmas. You know, Dan, I actually have some thoughts on that. No, 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 no. We already did that. But fine. Happy fucking New Year, I guess. <laughs> That's right. Happy fucking New Year, everybody. See you in 2019.